Do you ever stop to consider where you came from? What your family heritage is? This is Thursday, May 11th. This past week, my dad's sister passed away. She lived to be age 95, just as my dad did. Upon hearing the news from my cousin, I took a brief stroll down memory lane, pulling up pictures of my Aunt Aga on my computer. For many of us, we feel disconnected from our family tree and our origin. Yeah, I know we can research through Family Ancestry, ancestry Ancestry.com. We have this data more readily available than anyone else who's ever lived before us. We can reconstruct our family trees, learning the names of our relatives for generations past. One of Sandy's relatives is connected to an English royal family member. And so her ancestry has been documented back over 1,500 years. But here's the thing. We can know the names, but we know so little about their stories and their lives and what they were like as people. Now, for the Jewish people, family heritage was critical. Your standing in the community, your land and inheritance was all joined to your family, much like a baby is connected to its mother by an umbilical cord. Visiting the temple was all you needed to see the connections all the way back to Jacob and his sons and also to Abraham. The facade of the temple included the major branches of the family trees of Israel. Here's our scripture text for today, Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 to 29. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, nor is there male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Now this is a fascinating text from the Apostle Paul to the church in Galatia. After he has explained that our place with God is by only by faith in Jesus, he makes this astounding statement. He says that once you come to faith, you become connected to the family tree of faith that goes all the way back to Abraham. That bit about being clothed with Christ speaks of us having our new identity in Christ. When we come to him, we're clothed with him. That's our appearance. That is, the Father sees us in Christ, sharing everything that belongs to Christ with us. Now, this includes a heritage far richer than you could ever discover on Ancestry.com. Your new life in Christ joins you to the promises that the Lord made to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob. When this happens... Your status as male or female, rich or poor, slave or free, Jew or Gentile. Well, he says that really just doesn't matter because you have inherited a new spiritual ancestry. Now think about how monumental this understanding is for a community of faith. First, our identity shifts from one that is self-built, one based on family, education, status, wealth, nationality, to one that is freely given by God. We become children of the living God, now in the company of Abraham, 
and all those who have lived by faith. And second, this provides the basis for a new unity, a new sense of community, not based on what we have in common, but established through the work of Christ. Again, as we've been saying this week, this is how we can say everyone belongs here. Now, as we think about this, we need to remember that Jesus has not obliterated our differences. We continue to have male and female members of our congregation. But these differences don't matter before God as far as our status with him is concerned. We are all redeemed by Jesus, and we come to Jesus by faith alone. Now, there's so much more to apply here than we have time to work through. But a few observations are helpful. First, we need to be careful how we view people. Paul said elsewhere in his letter to the Corinthians that we no longer view people from a worldly point of view. That is, we don't sort people out that we think are beyond hope or that we think could never fit in. None of us fit in until Christ redeemed us. We are quick to judge people, but Jesus took the judgment we deserved upon himself. God has constantly shown me that people that I would naturally not, not naturally be drawn to are brothers and sisters. And God has provided an affinity that is far greater than I or anyone else could ever muster up. And second, we now have the privilege of exploring and enjoying our new heritage. If we are in Christ, we inherit the promises given to Abraham and the calling that God gave Abraham in the world. Do we know what we've been given and the opportunity that we have to join God in his work in the world? God promised Abraham that the world would be blessed through him. You can see why there's so much to learn about our inheritance. When I see this, the data from Ancestry.com, well, it's interesting, but it's not nearly as important. And this is what Paul learned when he came to faith. His biological and national heritage was nothing in comparison to what he had been given in Christ. Of course, he didn't reject his family or run from his story, but it enriched his life to be connected to Abraham by faith. And that's the final thing. Our connection is by faith in Jesus. It's not an achievement of ours, but of Jesus that is extended to those who trust in him. Let's pray together. Faithful God, give us eyes to see what we've been given in Jesus so that we might live in gratitude and we might have open arms to welcome those coming to faith in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. <laughs>